Blog Talk Radio. I'm happy in every way. So happy it's a brand new day. This is so edition of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network, and this is Holly Stuffy, and uh, we are so happy to be back. We've taken a couple weeks off, and we have a wonderful show today with Simon Kirk of Bad Company with his new solo album, All Because of You, which is the title track we just played off his new CD, and we're going to be talking about that and about his latest tour with uh, the Eagles, Joe Walsh, and uh, a lot of other things that he's doing and other projects. And also I have my co-host, Spencer Drake, who just recently saw Simon play in New York. And he's going to talk about the really amazing time they had. And I want to thank Spencer Drake very much for bringing Simon on to the show today. So let me bring Simon on. And I want to let everyone know also there is a chat room if you'd like to go into the chat room you do need to create an account and also let you know that the show will be available afterwards on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio On Demand. And before we start the show, I just want to give a really quick shout-out to Alexandria, if you're listening, and uh, to everyone else out there that's listening. And uh, let's bring everyone on real quick. Hold on a second here. There's Simon, and we're going to bring in Spencer. Hey, Yay. how are you? Hi. Oh, welcome. Hey. Hi, Holly. We're all here. Hey. <laughs> <We're all here. laughs> Mr. Bad Company himself. Oh, my gosh. You are just like <laughs> such a legend, Simon. Oh, my God. You know? Well, when they say I, that I, that, when they, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about no, that. No, when they... But, uh, oh, you I've are? been around long enough. I guess I qualify for rather well-known, but uh, <laughs> the legend, well, we'll see. Uh, but it's good to be here. Wow. It's, um, 
it's good to be anywhere right now, actually. Life's good. No, yeah. it is. And, and ah. Spencer, I'm so grateful you're here, too, today. And I wanted to say really quick, on the back of Simon's CD, it really touched me. Um, mm-hmm. He says, to all the people in my life who have encouraged me to sing and write songs, and to the love of my life, Maria, here it is, all because of you. Oh so obviously this CD is dedicated to Maria, I'm sure. And yeah, um, yeah. She was responsible awesome. for, uh, you know, she was the muse for about half a awesome. dozen of the, of the songs. So, yeah, it was definitely for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, but, I mean, also, uh, you know, I've been singing, I've been writing songs for quite a long time, and I've never, mm-hmm. I mean, I've had a couple of... Uh, songs on the, uh, you know, on the Bad Company albums, and I did co-write Bad Company with Paul. That mm. took all mm-hmm. of 20 minutes around a grand piano with a large joint. Wow. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, uh, but, uh, you know, having someone as uh, such a good singer as Paul in the band, I never really wanted to sing or felt the need to sing mm. uh, until the last, I suppose, the last four or five years. When Bad Company, we stopped working as much as we, you know, we used to work. And I was encouraged by various people to uh, to sing and, and do, you know, occasional solo shows. Um, and, and so really that's how my fledgling solo career started. How, how did you meet Paul Rogers? How did you meet Paul Rogers? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we oh wow. Um, my and goodness. Well, free and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, we met um, in 1968 when we were both 19. Mm. And uh, I, I, had, I had only been down in London for about a year. I, I worked with um, Paul Kossoff. I'd met Paul Kossoff in this little band called the Black Cat Bones. And they were a straight-ahead blues band uh, playing London and, and uh, the surrounding area. And after a, a few months, Paul Costa said to me, he said, you know, I, I jammed last night with this great singer for, who's across town, London, uh, in a band called Brown Sugar. And um, his name's Paul Rogers. And you, you really, we want to form a band. Wow. And um, I went along with Paul Costa to meet Paul Rogers. And unbeknownst to me, we were meeting at this guy's house and the guy was a drummer. And I think Paul had this guy lined up to be the drummer in his band. So I actually, I, I, I got the job, uh, as it were, because you know, I guess my style was more suited towards uh, Paul singing. And that was three quarters of, of three. You know, we formed uh, three right. about a few months later. So I've known Paul really on and off for nearly 50 years. That's amazing. And who, yeah. yeah, and who doesn't remember the song All Right Now? That's like one of my favorite songs by Free. That's a <laughs> yeah. great song. It's oh, my song God. Yeah. yeah, it it's, is. It's uh, the song that keeps on giving. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, definitely. It's been around yeah. a long time, yeah. 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 I, wa- well, I wanted that- to talk about, Holly, you wanted to talk about the show in New York. I saw um Simon play at the cutting room. It was a packed house. Mm-hmm. And as my expression goes on Facebook, he blew the roof off of the rock house, literally. Oh, yeah, and I want to hear about that. What, what I, I was, hear about I was that. really fascinated with Paul. It's the first time I saw you, uh, uh, Simon, I'm sorry, Simon. And uh, the thing about you that really fascinated me, well, you were really good at guitar and drums, which reminded me of Zach Starkey, who I interviewed, hmm. and... Uh, and uh, or, or Dave Grohl, you know, both those people. Yeah, yeah. And you have that same versatility, mm-hmm. plus being a great songwriter, uh-huh. to just add something. And it was a great show. And one of the things that blew my mind this, was that Reva McIntyre came into the show <laughs> and sang that beautiful birthday oh, wow. song. Oh, wow. Her indi- I t- Holly, Aww. her rendition of that song, I can't even describe Aww. it. It was a knockout. It really? Was like, well, I mean, Simon, it was, Simon, it was like an unbelievable arrangement, right? Were you and, surprised, yeah, Simon? Yeah. Were you surprised? Was, you, were, you, were you were really good. You were really amazing. Yeah, I shed a little tear, I think. I mean, Reva, Aww. it was, um, it was a, a very, uh, uh, an amazing singer, a good friend of, of ours, who, who takes Reva off to a tea. 
And um, oddly enough, I did meet Reba McIntyre last year in Nashville when I went to see with Maria. We went to Paul McCartney's concert. And uh-huh. there was, mm-hmm. you know, some of the the country royalty backstage lining up to meet Paul and get their pictures taken with him. And, you know, there was Reba mm-hmm. McIntyre, there was Brooks and Dunn, I believe Vince Gill was there, and they were all paying wow. homage to uh, to Paul. Uh, wow. And then, of course, uh, this lady, Amber Martin, who's an amazing singer, she does her own Reba mm-hmm. McIntyre show, and, and Maria has oh, wow. uh, uh, persuaded her to come out and sing, um, you know, Happy Birthday. And it was an, a, a lovely moment in the in the evening. Oh, oh cool. Well, talking, talking about birthdays, yeah. I told Spencer when I knew, and I told you, Simon, when I talked to you before you went on your trip, that you guys played the uh, Universal Amphitheater for my birthday one year. And That's I right. was there, and I, yeah. was, uh, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to be on the show. I can't wait. That's hot. Yeah, that was hot. That's really hot. Uh, That's before yeah. they they put a roof on the place. I mean, it was, like, all open. It was an amphitheater. It was beautiful, Spence. It was just such a magical night. Oh, unbelievable. Night. And yes, thing, talk yeah. about seeing Bad Company under the stars live. Oh, it was God. Amazing. And, Simon, I'm so glad you're here with us today because <laughs> Thank you. your music's amazing. And, you know, I wanted to talk about the tracks real quick, Spence, on the CD mm. because I noticed yeah. that... Uh, sure. You have Feel Like Making Love. Um, well, actually, there's all because of you. Warm Gulf Waters, Feel Like Making Love, Melting on Madison, Maria, mm-hmm. Wind in the Rain, Into the Light, Friends in, t- in the Woods, Life without you, Life with You, Trouble Road, and Stay with Me. Um, uh, I Feel Like Making Love, that's a, um, a remake of the original. A remake, correct? yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's a reggae version, and oddly enough, yeah, cool. I was just—I uh, was just playing. I have a little ukulele in, in my in my yeah. apartment. I was laying around, and and I was strumming the chords and just sort so of humming. Uh, mm-hmm. And and Maria said, "You know what? You should you should play that." Now, bear in mind that feel, the original "Feel Like Making Out" came out in 1975 when Maria and I worked yep. the because mm-hmm. you know. Uh, she wasn't. She was a kid in 1975, and she mm-hmm. had no idea uh, at how what a hallowed piece of music "Feel Like Making Love" was. So I said, "Look, I don't want to tread on anyone's toes. I think it's a cute version, but I did it mm-hmm. anyway, and and everyone raved about it. So Great. we put it on the CD, oh, yeah. and I played it to Paul. I sent it to Paul, Paul Rogers." Uh, who was very uh, complimentary wow. about it, and oh. uh, so I got the green light. So it's on the album. Yeah, it's a oh, great song. Awesome. It's a great it song. It is. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, well, you know the original came from two yep. ideas. It was two songs. Uh, uh, Paul had sure had this riff. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it was just it was two ideas that weren't going anywhere. So they combined the little country song with this heavy riff. And uh, and mm-hmm. feel like making love was the result, and I think we won a Grammy for it back in 1976. You did, you did win yeah, a Grammy yeah, for yeah. it. You yeah. were also one of the first groups signed to Led Zeppelin's record label, Swan Song. So um, we were, that's pretty yeah. interesting. How'd that happen? Yeah. Well, when we formed Bad Company, um, you know, we'd had a pretty uh, rough time with management, and we didn't want any wishy-washy managers. And we said, mm-hmm. well, who's the biggest band in the world right now? And this was 1973. And, of course, Led Zeppelin were ruling the waves. Uh, and they were the biggest band in the world. And we, I'd never heard of this guy, Peter Grant. But we, through a mutual friend, we got his number. And Paul Rogers called him up and said, look, uh, we've formed this band. And, we'd like, and he said, Peter Grant said, I know. And this was in the days before internet wow. and stuff. So he said, I know, it's all over the business uh, that you and Simon oh. and Mick Rouse have formed this band, and I'd like to come and see you. So we were rehearsing in this little village hall uh, a long way from where Peter lived, but he came over, uh, he drove over, and um, he actually sat in the car park in his car listening <laughs> to the, the, the band coming out of the, uh, the, the open window. And we were worried that he hadn't found the place. And he walked in and he oh. said, oh, well, hello, we'll play you the, the set. He said, it's all right, I've already heard it. 
he knew oh, that we would be uh, he knew that we, we would be a little maybe uh, nervous playing in front of him. He said he sounded great, and we'd love you to be on the uh, wrestling label. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, Bad Company does rock, and you rock too with your new new solo album. I think it's awesome. No, 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 it's Thank amazing. You. It's fun. You know all the different people that um, uh, Simon's played with. I mean, he's recorded with Wilson Pickett and uh, yeah, Ronnie sure. Wood and countless other members. I mean, yeah, Chuck yeah. Berry, Ray Charles, Jerry Lee Lewis, Eric Clapton. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I heard, wait, I heard Ringo Starr recently stepped in and played um, on a set that you guys were on recently. He Is came that true? when we were touring with Joe Walsh. We, when we got yeah, to LA. Yeah, someone told me about that. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I didn't know you back then, Holly. Otherwise, I would have gotten you tickets that we had the forum. Oh, well. Uh, I'm going to know my now. Time, mm-hmm. I know yeah. now. But anyway, Ringo is Joe Walsh's brother in law. Wow. What? They are married I to uh, each other's. They are married to each other's sisters. Really? News. Yeah. Us. Ringo is married to Barbara Bach, and Joe is married to Marjorie, who is uh, Barbara's sister. So wow. they're both. Uh, oh they're, they're brothers-in-law. So of course Ringo came wow. down to see a bad company, Joe Walsh at the Forum, and he ended up um, uh, playing with Joe. I believe the last couple of songs of Joe's set. Wow. Yeah. That's a story. That's news to us. Wow. That's a great story. It's on YouTube. You can go to see it on YouTube. Yeah. And Ringo oh, no, came into my dressing it. room. I just finished. I was oh. completely soaked, and he he barged in. And I said, <laughs> "Oh, you you can't come in here." And he said, "I can. I'm a I'm a people. I said, oh, "All right, come on in." <laughs> you never you never turned down a beetle. That's right. <gasps> I barged in when you guys finished playing at Universal. I barged into the back, and we were all hanging out. I remember that years ago. That was funny. <laughs> How did that you get past great... security? They, they didn't care. They let me in. <laughs> Good. I don't know. I just walked in like I was supposed to walk in, so there I was. Well, that, <laughs> you know? It. Yeah. it was pretty that... funny. But this oh, was great. Simon, I got to ask you a question. Where did you, in the beginning of your career, who, what musicians did you look up to? Did you look, you know, in your yeah. music life? Oh, uh, well, when I was starting to? out, mm-hmm. oh, really, it was, it was the Beatles. You know, primarily for me, um, yeah, the Beatles. When I was about thirteen or fourteen, they came out with "Please Please Me" and "She Loves You." "She Loves You" is an amazing song. Um, yeah, it is. If, it is. if you break yeah. it down. It's an yeah. amazing bit of music. So, yeah, the Beatles and, and to a lesser extent the Stones, but I was really hooked on the blues and, and black music, soul, uh, Tamala Motown, Stax. Um, they, they, if you put those, you know, the roster of the, the Motown, Stax, uh, yeah. and the Beatles, that would be my, my starting ground, my starting point for musical influences. And then as I got older... I got into um, jazz, um, uh, swing jazz, not particularly modern jazz, but swing, right. big big band. I love country music. Um, you know, you know, uh, Duke Ellington said once, there are two types of music, good and bad. And, and it's true. I mean, I've heard some amazing Tibetan music, uh, right. droning, droning mm-hmm. singing, and I've heard... Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so the, the music is just a, uh, it's got its own terrain. You know, it, it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. where it's from. It really is the only universal language as far as I'm concerned. Um, it is. But those, those were my, uh, and then the band, I really loved the band and they came along with Dylan. Uh, they were a big mm-hmm. influence on me. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. Wow, that's enough. That's really cool. Yeah. That's a cool background. Did you ever... Did you ever get to see the Beatles play before you met um, no. Ringo Starr? No, I no? didn't. I didn't, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was brought up in a very remote part of England, and the, the nearest town, and I believe they came to, the, to this town, was about 40 miles away. And 40 miles in England in the early 60s I know. is a long, yeah. long way. So, no, I never got to see them. 
No, no, I lived in Kensington, so I totally get it. I understand that. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. I moved around. Oh. So, yeah, so I get it. But you know what really tickled me, Spence, was I read that your parents made a deal with you that if you didn't get signed or mm. get into a group beforehand, you had to go to college. Mm. So you got into yeah. uh, the Black Cat Bones, <laughs> uh, right? I, well, I think it was the forerunner to the, the gap year. And I, mm-hmm. I encouraged my kids to all take a gap year off before they went into college, which they did. And Good I think it served them well. Um, mm-hmm. But back then, um, being in a, in a very rural part of England, you know, the, the choices were either farming or the army. And I didn't really mm-hmm. want to do any, either of that. I wanted to go and uh, go down to London and, and they gave me two years. And if nothing happened after two years, uh, then I would go into university. Because I, I had pretty good grades. So I, I shelved my education, you know, for a couple of years. And it was during the last month, the 24th month, that I got a break. Uh, I got into the, wow. the black cat bone. So I was fully resigned, you know, to, and I gave it a shot. So I was fully, you know, resigned to going to university. And then I got this gig with the Black Cat Bones, and then three followed uh, pretty soon after, and I was off and running. Wow. Well, what yeah. kind of music did the Black Cat Bones play? What type of music they did you play? They were sick blues. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. England, England uh, back in the mid to late 60s, England was in the grip of a blues boom. That's why you got okay. the Yardbirds, John Mayle, Eric Clapton. There were blues mm-hmm. bands all over England. Yeah. And Black Cat Bones um, were a typical all-white, you know, we, we'd never seen them. The only thing we'd come closest to cotton picking was picking clothes <laughs> from a supermarket <laughs> store, you know. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but uh, that's we were strictly funny. blues, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's so, pretty So intense. let me ask you, so what, what blues singers did you really cool, thought were really Ooh. amazing in your life? Oh, I mean, wow, a lot of my them. God, there's so many. I mean, off the top of my head, I'd have to say Howling Waters, uh, uh, Howling Waters, yep. Muddy Waters, yeah. um, uh, uh, Buddy Guy, J.D. Lenoir, Lightning mm-hmm. Hopkins. And also, you have to remember that B.B. Uh, King, of course. B.B., yeah. Albert, and Freddie, the, the three kings. But you have to remember that back in the late 60s, uh, mid to late 60s, the black artists really couldn't get mm-hmm. a, a foothold in their, in their own country. They had to come to to get recognition. Yeah, and, and you'd have these amazing uh, package tours where you'd have uh, Lightning Hopkins, you know, all the guys I just mentioned, all on one bill. And and they they managed to get uh, uh, their popularity uh, sort of uh, anew. It it took over. It took off anew in uh, in Europe. And um, and then you know you had the bands that emulated them, like uh, as I said, the Yardbirds, Cream, and the mm-hmm. new Yardbirds, which which morphed into Led Zeppelin. So the whole blues mm-hmm. boom was really the foundation for a lot of bands that came right. out of England in the late 60s. Yeah. yeah, Clapton was really into blues, wasn't he? I mean, Clapton. Oh, very, very serious. And almost, and even he will admit to a fault in his band, in his, rather, in his book, that he got too serious about it. Um, really? Wow. Yeah, he was really a, a very, wow. um, very pious blues man. And uh, he only sort of relaxed, uh, you know, his, 20 or 30 years down the road and uh, uh, but he was very a dedicated blues man and of course the king of mm-hmm. them all for me was Robert Johnson yeah uh, exactly because Robert the thing about Robert Johnson was uh, ask anyone uh, in my era a guitarist or musician or whatever who was one of the most influential bluesmen of them all and it was Robert Johnson because Johnson had the most incredible guitar technique. And in fact, mm. there's a famous quote from Keith Richards when he first heard Robert Johnson. He mm. said, wow, that guy can sing and play guitar really well. But who's oh, wow. the other guy playing guitar? It sounded wow. like two, two guys were playing guitar. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Robert Johnson was amazing. Wow. That's amazing. I, I did, I, you know? Simon, I did work oh, with John Lee Hooker. I did work with John oh, Lee Hooker. Oh, yeah. 
And well, certainly uh, I, is a big, big favorite of Paul Rogers. Paul I talk, listen to this. So I, I got to tell you a funny story. I'm, I'm in the trailer. I'm doing a promo shot, which ended up being on, if you look at it, the best of John Lee Hooker albums by front cover photo. But in the trailer, the agent comes in. I, I, you love this story. And he's got to pay John the money for the concert, right? So yeah. he's got a big wad of bills with a rubber band around it. And he says, John, now oh, we can God. play. It's the old school Holly, you know. Yeah, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry was That's the funny. Same. He wouldn't go on until he had the money in his hand. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny. What were you going to say, Spence? Well, I was just curious. Are you going to go on uh, more of a tour, Simon? Are you going on to a, a tour of any? You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm going What are you to, currently working on? Well, you know, it's kind of a, it's rather a very, it's a nice problem because, you know, we're doing these in the West Coast tour. Oh, you, we're playing L.A. County Fair, Holly, on September the 3rd, if you want to come. Here we go. Holly. Are you, are you coming yeah. to Sonoma or North, North Cali at all? I don't know. Uh, I just know it's the L.A. I County Fair. I have to Fair. look. Wait, let's give your website out really quick, too. Yeah, and I yeah, also yeah. want to let everyone know again, um, today we have Simon Kirk, uh, Bad Company, with his new solo record, All Because of You. If you missed this show from the beginning, it will be available in its entirety on iTunes afterwards and also on Blog Talk Radio afterwards on Red Velvet Media on demand under the Indie Cafe. And today, again, is Simon Kirk, and we're talking about his new solo album. And let's get your website out real quick. Who's moving around? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have to Oh, this is funny. So, Simon, what's your website real quick? Let's give that out for everyone. I should, find, I should know that. I think it's officialsimonkirk.com. Yeah, Official I looked at that. Yeah, and, awesome. uh, and then you don't have a Twitter account. Um, I do, I do, actually. I yeah, tried to find I, you. I well, what started one. It's Simon Kirk 1990. Oh, what is it? 7908 or something? 2807. Oh, okay, my birthday. Oh, nice. Because I went on to uh, um, Twitter yesterday. I Twittered it. A lot of people have retweeted the show today. So I know a lot of people are listening. And um, I couldn't find you on Twitter. Um, I went to the Bad Company site, and I saw that they had uh, tagged you in something. I went to that and said it didn't exist, so it must have been your old Twitter Twitter account. But um, let's talk about your tour. Um, so if anyone wants to find out where um, Bad Company and Simon is going to be playing, you can go ahead and check it out. Yeah, no. Um, well, that's well, I tell you what, worth taking to go I, to LA. I've got the uh, I've got the list of gigs here in front of oh, me. Oh, cool. Go for it. So, I mean, we we're in Portland on August the thirtieth, and then okay. uh, Seattle um, on September the first, and then the LA mm-hmm. County Fair on the third of September, and then Murphy's in California, wherever that is. Murphy's. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the Iron, Ironstone Amphitheater uh, And then that's on the 4th of September And then we go to Dallas On the 8th Tulsa on the 9th Oklahoma City on the 11th And then we come home And then we go up to England Wow Oh nice you're going home What going about home, North yeah. Cali And up here in San Francisco We need you up here We were there We were there We played um <laughs> We played Concord in uh, June. I missed you, dear. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no. That was with well, Joe. I we go did to about. LA, it sounds like. <laughs> we did 25 shows with Joe Walsh. Yeah. Wow. Oh, well, then I guess I got to go to LA. It sounds like I got to oh, go to LA. <laughs> yep, you got to do it. You got to do gotta it. I got to get my bad company fix. Yeah, no, seriously, yeah, yeah. they are amazing in concert. I mean, I can't tell you. It was like. I also saw that you also co-wrote um, "Ready for Love." Um, also. No, 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 no. Um, I wish I had. Let me see. No. Mick Ralph wrote that Wait. by himself. No one co-wrote that. Where is it here? Let me yeah. see. "Ready for Love," and it says here, um, "Can't get enough." "Ready for Love," and the title track written by Paul and Simon himself. No, so "Can't I mean, get enough" and "Ready for Love" were written purely by Mick Ralph. 
Okay, and then it says yeah. you were the only member who have been in every lineup of the band. In addition mm. to your work with Free and Bad Company, mm. you guested on a long list of recordings by other artists, so many people, amazing, iconic mm. artists like yourself. So mm-hmm. you don't think you're iconic, but you are. Trust me. You are. Oh, come on. <laughs> you yes, are. I'm in. No, 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 we're so happy say. you're Absolutely here. Not. Thank you very much you for know, having me. No, we want to have no, you. Here. You know what? I wanted, I wanted Spencer to introduce himself and tell you a little bit about what he's been doing because you're going to really love what he's been doing. Please, I'm so glad. I have uh, well, yeah. right now. I have two album covers in a Ramon show that Holly and I actually did a radio show on. It it was at the Queens Museum. I have my Road to Ruin and End of the Century with Mick Rock photograph in that show, which is now going to the Grammy Museum from September to August. We'll have the curator on our show eventually, and then mm-hmm. um, I've just mm-hmm. got my my partner Judith and I got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame vinyl co- archival collection this past year, which is a big honor. And congratulations! I am in Mo- thank you, thank you very much. And I'm also in the MoMA permanent collection because I co-designed Fear of Music with Talking Heads, which was in a big show at MoMA and now is in the permanent collection. And I'm being interviewed in a big movie on Cream Magazine with many, many icons coming out in 2017. We're going to do, Holly and I are going to do a show on that. We need to get Simon in that. We need to get Simon in that movie. Are you into Cream Magazine? I remember. Yeah, maybe I can get you into the interview. Oh, yeah. He'd be perfect. Uh-huh. He could do the British uh-huh. part of it. Because yeah. must have had, they must have had stuff on Bad Company. It must have had stuff on... Yeah, oh, yeah, we did interviews with Cream. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Cream and Circus. Circus. Yeah. I'll ask the director, Simon. I'll get back to you, okay? Okay. I just sent you, Spencer, the uh, the two downloads for the list of shows in the West Coast in the UK. Oh, I great. don't have your email, Holly, but you can forward them to Holly. Okay. Yeah, um, I definitely yeah. will. Send that yeah. over to I'll, you, Yeah. And then I'll All send right. you my email too, Simon, so you have it. Um, Good. Yep. All right, you know what yeah. I wanted to do was there's a couple tracks we are going to be playing today, and before we get ready to go into everything else, there are two tracks. One's called Troubled Road, and one's called Wind and Rain. I'm going to play mm. Wind and Rain. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. And, uh, we'll play. Well, the thing about wind and uh, gone, it's um, the full title was gone in the wind and the rain, and really it was about uh, my. I co-wrote this with two other people, very good songwriters, mm-hmm. Rob Talby from New York and Judy Class from uh, who lives in Nashville. She used to live in in New York, but after nine eleven, she went down and lives in Nashville. So this was a, a joint effort, uh, and it was really. Um, about our childhood, the first verse about a childhood, how we, how we I remember could picture, yeah. yeah, you know, how we could picture the kitchen our, our, and all that, mm-hmm. yeah, and the swing on the porch, and you know the, yep. uh, and then the second verse uh, alluded to a romance that had gone, that, that had gone south, like you know we, you know the, the first love affair that you have in your teens, and sure, I, I don't, I don't think your heart ever beats as fast as your very first. Love Aww. affair, and um, yep. and that that was the basis for the second verse, how how she had gone in the wind and the rain. So it's kind of a sad song, but uh, uh, you know it, the band that I played with, the Empty Pockets, who played on the album, just amazing, mm-hmm. and and you'll hear it now. So. Well, why don't we talk real quick? We'll play it, and why don't we talk about who the Empty Pockets were and who played on this album with you, Robert? The, uh, the Empty Pockets are a band out of Chicago. They're young. Mm-hmm. They're all in their uh, late twenties and early thirties, and they're managed by my manager. And when when I met up with David Spearer, my manager, uh, you know, he heard my songs, and he was, I think, he was the first guy to say, "Wow, these songs are really, really good." Um, and I said, well, I really want to record them. And he said, have I got a band for you? Um, they're not in New York. They're in Chicago. So you'll have to come to Chicago and meet them. And I was quite happy to do that. And I walked into their studio, which is about the size of my uh, one-bedroom apartment. And they were just so nice. 
And from the moment we played together, I just knew that we were going to get on. You knew. And, wow. Amazing. Okay. They're amazing players. I love them to death. Wow. Yeah, um, I've got the names here. Josh Solomon, Erica Brett, Nate mm-hmm. Bellon, and Danny Ross. Rosenthal? Is that how you say that name? Rosenthal, okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, All right, well, let's play Wind and Rain. We'll have a three-minute break here, and we'll be right back, and everyone enjoy the song, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk a little more, and then we'll end our show with a really cool called Trouble Road, and we'll hear about what that song's about. Here you guys go. This is called Wind and Rain. From when I was a kid, I remember the swing on the front porch The sights and sounds of my first home A big pot holding like a sunburst And a jug of lemonade From when I first got too much Memories I can almost touch But they're gone in the wind and the rain so long, they're never coming back again The smell of the bread that my mama baked The marks showing how we grew on the white door frame They're all gone in the wind and the rain And I remember everything about you The place in the woods where we kissed under the moon promised everything The nights we went past the brink Sometimes I still dream of you I close my eyes and I wonder who is with you there Face buried in your soft brown hair But you're gone in the wind and the rain So long you're never coming back Washed away on a river of tears and pain It's gone with the wind and the rain It has carried us downstream And I'm slowly building my At last, I'm finally letting go of the past. I'm letting it go to the wind and the rain. Letting it go to the wind and the Great song. Beautiful song. Yeah, it's really pretty. I can hear that Nashville influence in that song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I love love your country. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I've I've been a country fan when when it wasn't cool. I mean, back in the old days, my (laughs) daughters, Jemima, my daughter said, when she heard it, I think she was about four or five, she said, that's farm music. Um. I, I, I've, been, I've been drawn to the simplicity of country music for a long time. And I think the best uh, definition of country music came from Merle Haggard, who said that country music was three chords and the truth. Mm. Wow. And I, I thought that was a very Ooh. profound... Uh, mm-hmm. But I just like the simplicity of it. So, yeah, I, I love good country music. Wow. Mm-hmm. But um, what were you listening to as far as country music? Who were you listening to? Besides, well, I, I know you were it, into blues. It, it started, yeah. I mean, blues was so far removed from country music. Mm-hmm. You know, it was yeah. uh, it was the redneck yeehaw 
vibe sort mm-hmm. of thing back in the 60s. So I never really bothered with it. I, I much preferred the blues. And I think it, it, the crossover came to me when I got into the band. Because the band they were a country band. They were yeah, a they country were. band with, with muscles. You right. know, they, and, and, and it's funny because Free, my old band Free, had two distinct camps. Me and Paul Kossoff were very much into the blues. And, and, um, and I remember Andy Fraser and Paul Rogers bringing this album, Big Pink. We, had, we used to have these listening sessions. The four of us would get together in Andy's bedroom and just sort of lounge around and listen to albums that we, we liked. And I remember them bringing Big Pink, and they said, oh, you've got to hear this new band called The Band. And I wasn't particularly impressed with them at the time, mm-hmm. uh, although I mm-hmm. thought the drummer was pretty good. But it, oddly enough, <laughs> over, over time, I really got to like them. Um, and, and then, you know, I started listening to, well, Dylan. Dylan was an amazing country artist. Dylan is amazing, uh, oh, yeah. Possibly one of the greatest lyricists ever um mm-hmm. so and then i i got listening to people like vince gill amazing guitar player ricky skaggs uh and then you mm-hmm. know johnny cash and, yeah, you got it, and, and what you about know. roy orbison what oh, do you think about roy, roy orbison amazing. Yeah. amazing that's a very good choice holly that's great because the thing about roy orbison was he was so distinctive and he was a huge star in England, in the in I heard early, he was the nicest 60s. person you'd ever want to meet. I heard really? he was an amazing human being. Yeah. I heard he was an amazing human being. He was so kind and gentle yeah. and and, well, and just an really voice. true. Well, you yeah. know what's a great album? Yeah. The Traveling Wilburys that were always on. Oh, yeah. That one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Tra- yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I remember them. That, that was a true super group. Wasn't it? Yeah, you know, I want to ask you, Simon, what are, oh, totally, yep, Simon, I wanted to ask you, what are you listening to today besides just your own music and, you know, working with your own stuff, what, what, what's on your, uh, Ah, what do you listen to? Wow, well, you know, I I don't, I don't want to be an old fuddy-duddy, but I, there's not that much, no, no, there's really, there's still, there's still some very good artists out there, and I got to say, off the top of my head, Katy Perry and Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift. Yep. I mean, she's an really, amazing yeah. songwriter. And mm-hmm. Bieber, for all his little bratty uh, image, he's a yep. really good singer. I saw him on Jimmy yep. Fallon, and he yep. really is an amazing singer. Um, you know, he's a kid who's sold, a, uh, you know, a, sold many, many millions of albums. And so he's, gonna, he's still sowing his wild oats. Uh, and he's, you know, he smoked a few joints, and he's, he's trashed a few hotel rooms. Well, you know, welcome to the club. Two <laughs> thousand, right? In, in and I industry. like. It. I mean, really. <laughs> but I tell you, I tell you, who really knocks me out for sheer talent is Bruno Mars. Oh wow! Yes. Yeah, yes. he is. I saw him live, thanks to Maria, because otherwise I wouldn't have gone to see him. But he was wow. playing uh, really? the night before us, Bad Company in Camden, in Jersey, and we were there, mm-hmm. and she said, oh, you got to see wow. him. I said, I don't want to see Bruno, bloody Mark. She said, please, you've got to see him, and he knocked me sideways. So wow. I see Bruno. Wow. Really? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. That's, but, you know, look, that's pretty there's still, mean. There's still lots of great music out there. You know, music just keeps, it'll keep on going for as long as the human race is around. And every generation will throw up its great artists, it's not so great artists, and it's bad artists. I mean, it's just the way the pendulum swings. And I, I mean, without going to Google and looking up current artists, those are the three or four that that pop into my head straight away. There's some I, really good talent out there. Simon, I got to ask you a question. This is, uh, you know, Ginger Baker. I saw his movie, um, and yeah. I did some work with Ginger, by the way, but. But he had his movie drummers that he liked, and it's very interesting. He didn't like Bonzo Bonham. He didn't like Keith Moon. But he, you know, he picked an incredible jazz drummers. They were incredible jazz drummers. Wow. He up do you have any? Do you have any drummers that you kind of respect? You know, as oh my lord, yeah. I mean, where do I begin? 
Was that Beware Mr. Baker, the movie? What? Yeah. There was a movie uh, about Ginger called Beware of Mr. Baker. That's it. That's the yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, they interviewed me for it because, you know, we, we toured with Blind Faith. Free toured with Blind Faith back in the 60s when Ginger was... Wow, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, he didn't like... Ginger is a very uh, irascible, short-tempered, an amazing drummer, but he's right, not, right. not the <laughs> nicest guy in the world. Yeah. Um, now, who do I respect as a drummer? Oh, wow. Well, I, I love Ringo. I still love Ringo. I love his feel. He's a great drummer. Amazing drummer. And not a great technician, but neither am I. I mean, I, I, there are drummers out there on YouTube that could run rings around me. Uh, mm. But I never aspired to be a great technician. I love Levon Helm. Uh, I love Al Jackson, who was the drummer with Booker T and the MGs. Oh, the wow. So he was my number one influence. Really? Uh, he really? With, um, yeah, he played on all the Otis Redding, Wilson Pickett, the Stax House Band. I love Benny Benjamin mm-hmm. with the Pamela Motown Band. Uh, mm. Jazz drummers, Buddy Rich, Louis Belson, Gene Krupa. Wow. Um, no, those yeah, are great. Bonzo yeah. Keeper. There are loads. I could go on forever. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, it was very interesting because Ginger kind of like, you know, he's into this, well, you know, I mean, he's like into this whole thing, but he just mentioned two drummers, which blew me away. I mean, the only drummers I, you mentioned. I think were... I know the ones that you're alluding to, Spencer. Yeah. Um, he was, you know, first and foremost, he would say uh, that he was a jazz drummer. His, his big influence was a guy called Phil Seaman, who oh. was uh, oh, really? a jazz drummer. That's wow. S-E-A-N-A-N, I, I hasten to add. Um, Phil Seaman, and I think, I, without looking at the DVD, he loved um, um, Philly Joe Jones. He, was, he liked the modern jazz drummers, uh, yeah. uh, Ginger. Yeah. But Phil Seaman was his biggest influence, yeah. We, we had Carmen, uh, Holly and I had Carmen, Carmen and Pete on the show. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's an amazing drummer, too. Oh, good drummer, amazing drummer, yeah. He was a trip, let me tell you, Simon, he was funny. Uh, <laughs> he's been around very, longer than me. Very, very New York, you know, very, yeah. very yeah. East Coast. Yeah, yeah. and um, and we've we've had quite a few drummers and people that have been on, and, you know, it's just so interesting, you know, everybody's take on 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 what they're listening to now and what they think of the music then as opposed mm. to now and and mm. that's why we wanted to know what you're listening to and what you think about the current music situation in the world and it's great that you guys are keeping this alive because there's so many great bands out well, there that have broken up and I know oh, we're gonna I get know. back together and just do one more time, you know, like the Eagles did, but you know, I mean Kiss is still going on tour, and so is uh, who else was it that was just recently going on tour? Um, who went on tour again? Uh, who? The Who went on a very short tour. Did a very short tour, didn't they, Spence? Yeah, yeah, they did. I think. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sorry, I didn't hear. Until Rob well, got sick. Holly oh, mentioned the, the yeah. Who. Yeah. Well, look, look. I, I am have I a am I clear? Am I clear? No, yeah, yeah, can you hear me? Before. When you said okay, who, oh, sorry. it was a bit like that uh, that sketch oh, who's no, on first. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, no, when no. you said who, I said, oh, who? <laughs> who? Oh, who, yeah. Yeah, um, no, 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 you're funny. Like, who is that? No, you know, it's funny. Was... I just had Khalees Stamp on. You know, her husband oh, was one of, yeah. yeah. Good friend She's of ours. She's amazing. Yeah, God, yeah, the yeah. stories she had to share about Roger and about everybody that was in the band and Pete Townsend. Oh my God, those were some great <laughs> stories. Um, well, they had a DVD out recently, didn't they, about mm-hmm. her husband, yep. um, Chris yep. Stamp, who managed them, and and the the rise yep. of track records. Um, yeah, I saw the Who last year. Yeah, I had this. What you think? From yeah. nineteen sixty three to nineteen seventy three, seventy four, before punk came in was the golden decade of of rock and roll, I think. Mm. Because since with the Beatles, the advent of the Beatles, up until the mid-70s, 11 or 12 years, of the most amazing music. I don't think it'll ever be... I don't think there'll ever be an era 
that is so influential as as that particular era. I, I think I totally that the music. Yeah. I, I think the music today is it, the, the the scene is amazingly healthy. I think computers, for good or for better, have helped and hindered music. They've helped in the mm-hmm. spread of music. The mm-hmm. fact that I can record something now and, and send it to someone in New Zealand and it'll be there in five minutes. The fact that I can record mm-hmm. something on YouTube and have a million people see it over right. the course of the next year is literally unbelievable. Yeah. Um, oh. But it's killed the record industry. Yeah, it has. Uh, so, you know, it really has. Um, but as I said, I, I have, you know, my daughters are all in their 20s and 30s. I listen to some of the people that they recommend to hear, and they're amazing. These, right. Some of these bands out there are really amazing. So, you know, it's, it's a rock and roll is still alive and well, but there's still a place for people like The Who, The Stones. My God, The Stones are still going, and they sound Amazing. great. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're still on tour, yeah. They're amazing. They sound bloody good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They're just, they're an amazing, they're a blues band on steroids. A blues band on steroids. What a great what a great concept. That's great. I have to talk Carol yeah. that Hey, one. I gotta bring up some oh. hey, Simon, you know, my partner Judith has two wonderful kids. They were the ones who got get me into the newer stuff, you know. They're the ones uh-huh. who listen to like they listen to Primus or Cl- Les Claypool, who I really love. And it, oh, I, okay. Les, Les Claypool mm. just did an album with Sean Lennon that's unreal. You got to hear this album; it just came out. Oh. I mean, these are okay. like visionary type musicians. Claypool is kind of like yeah. a Zappa reformed, you know. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. Yeah, uh, but, I'll but check the young it out. kids. We're talking name. about yeah. that. The young kids bring me into the whole age. You know, I talk to the younger kids. They kind of bring up these groups that I never heard of. You know what I'm saying? There's so right. many. I know exactly. Yeah. But you know what's yeah. weird? I always go back to the classics. I swear, it's really hard for me. Yeah. Honestly, really, I always go back. I mean, I'm always I'm listening to Bad Company, Free. I listen to Cream. I listen to you know uh, the Rolling Stones. Kit, you mm. know, it's just like for me, I do listen to some of the today's music, like Bruno Mars. I do like, and a couple mm. other people like right. I like Christina Aguilera a lot. Oh, um, wonderful I think singer! She's yeah. Got yeah, unbelievable yeah. voice. Yeah, and believe it or not, Lady Gaga too. I love her voice. I love Lady Gaga. She's great. She lives here. She's amazing. She lives here. She Uh, lives right near me. We ran into each other. This is funny. I ran into her of all places at a beauty supply store. At a what? Beauty supply. (laughs) A beauty supply store where you get like you know creams and Uh, hair shampoos, specialized store, and she introduces herself as Stephanie. Oh, right, okay. right. Wow. And it was funny. It was funny. But she lives She lives here, and so does, um, you know, a lot of the people like um, Richard Blades lives, Jack Blades yeah. lives here, Tommy Shaw, Carlos Santana. Oh, you're up in Northern California, right? Northern California. In Sonoma. Sonoma. Uh, Sonoma, okay. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think one year you guys came up and played the Harvest Festival. We're getting ready yes, for the Harvest did. Festival here pretty soon. We did. And I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I have to mention, and I don't know why I didn't mm-hmm. before, but the biggest star of the world right now is Adele. And Adele. Yeah, Adele, amazing. Oh, Adele's Adele. completely rewritten. She's rewritten the record book because I think she's sold now 9 million albums. Jeez. Not, mm-hmm. not downloads, not Dreams, but album CDs wow. of uh, 20, whatever the number is, uh, 21, mm. 22. Uh, you know, so, and all she is, she's a very, very good singer. She's a little overweight. She curses. She she lets fly the occasional fuck. And right. but people yeah. love her. She right. all things to all people. And she's a stunning singer. And for some mm-hmm. reason, and maybe because of those reasons that I've just mentioned, but in the last four or five years, this woman has rewritten the record books. Um, and yeah, all she true. is, there's no computers. She uses real musicians. She uses right. a real drummer. It's real music. And it's, right. you know, she's been dumped by a lover. What lady hasn't? What man hasn't been dumped by someone somewhere along uh, their life? And mm-hmm. she's just 
she connects, a lot of people connect with her because she sings about love lost and now love gained. She's got married, she's got a mm-hmm. kid, and, and she's the biggest star in the world right now, well, her and Beyonce. Yeah. So, uh, you know, three ladies. Taylor Swift, That's Beyonce, very Adele. true. Yeah. That is so true. And the funny thing is, also, I want to mention to both of you, have you noticed that now that she's become, that she's doing so well and really rules a lot, um, she's now calling the shots on a lot of things. Um, It's because of her and her not wanting people to videotape, which I know there's a lot of mixed emotions on that, people Mm -hmm. videotaping her concert. Mm -hmm. Um, Talking about a special way that they're going to start blocking cameras from being able to, um, film concerts, which I think is kind of good because, you know, a lot of people yeah. want to put it on DVD and sell it on their merch tables right. or right. wherever, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, she's I really know making a change in the industry, you know, which is also really kind of a positive, yeah. you know, like Madonna, like Madonna thing, did. Yeah, you, you, you know, know? That, I wanted to bring up a point also, Holly. I was thinking about yeah. songwriters, how in the world today in music, they're getting literally ripped off songwriting um mm-hmm. you know, the part that they should have gotten in the old days it was great you had a radio station reported and you had to trust them of course they're playing your song now you've got so many things there are accesses to getting songs and mm-hmm. this is taking money out of the pocket right paul uh simon of the, of yeah, the songwriter yeah well it is because you know the only way that we make our money uh or, or today's musicians uh it's very hard for them um unless you're an established artist Right. You know, you. I, I mean, my my daughter and her peers, they go and they pass the hat when they play in these clubs. They right. they don't make they wow. Don't get, they don't make fifty dollars. That's right. So any sort of recording that they make, they get residuals and they get royalties from. And when you go to YouTube, uh, once again, it's a double-edged sword that you can promote your songs uh, to anyone in the world that has the internet. But by the same token, they can they can download and listen to your songs without paying a dime. So mm-hmm. it's got to be it's got to be uh, tightened and, and restricted to, to a way that, like Napster did when it came out, you then you had to pay like nine ninety nine. Spotify, you have to pay nine ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. Any of these music streaming now, Spotify they pay a, about point one percent to the artist, which is criminal. That's crazy. Um, right. But, you know, it's it's a start. And I really think that YouTube mm-hmm. has to be regulated and uh, everyone should get a share of what they they are owed. I, w- I, yeah. was on, I, w- I would go to the New Music Seminar and I saw two major events there. Uh, there were many, of course, really great ones there. But you, they, get, they had Pandora on and Sirius XM. What mm. I picked up was that Pandora really rips off the songwriters and Sirius pays a fair amount, apparently, of between mm. the two. And it's very interesting to hear about that. But you're right. I mean, something's got to start someplace, right? Something's yeah. yeah. That's why. Hope- that's why we're we're promoting Simon's solo CD and. <laughs> that's right. Simon, where? Thank you. Where right. Can, where Where can we pick that up? Besides, we're on the web. Um, well, on. It will uh, be released. It's first of all, it's being released next month in England. To coincide okay. with our tour hey. out there. Hey. Um, oh, we got a you know, nice. I mean, just It's on BMG Records, so you can go to BM, any yeah. BMG.com and, uh, you know, they'll tell you the exact release date. Uh, but I'm, okay. I love it. I'm so proud of it. And, uh, I'm excited. I, I know you want to so play. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, the liner notes but, are beautiful. I love yeah, how you I said found, that your mom, your mom, you said your mom styled the back picture on the back of the CD. <laughs> I was six years old. It was my first day at school um, because I had this really? wonderful stylist. Uh, I was six, yeah. Um, and, and this wonderful stylist, uh, well, Maria, and this lady called Hart, who did the front cover. Uh-huh. And then I found this lovely little photo of me um, when I was six. And I thought, you know what? Put it on. And then I realized that my mom had dressed me that morning. So, in effect, in effect, she was the stylist. Stylist, so yeah, of course. That's so cool. You look <laughs> so cute there. His first day of school. That's yeah. amazing. Let me ask you a question. Simon, what about yeah. your producers? How did you get together with the production of this album? Well, uh, you know, 
and Josh is the uh, the lead guitarist. Josh and the Solomon. Leader, Josh Solomon. Mm-hmm. So he put so much into uh, the the album and helping me arrange the songs that I gave him a production credit. David Spiro is my manager, and I mean he got he made a couple of suggestions, and so in good faith I I credited credited him with a production credit. So, but really the the production the the, the meat and potatoes of the production was myself and Josh. Beautiful job, beautiful job. Thank you, thank Absolutely. you very much. Great. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's really it's, uh, it's a very well put together CD, and make sure you guys pick this up next month on BMG. And um, it's uh, Simon Kirk, all because of you. And the liner notes again are really amazing inside, and it's got some really great stuff on here. You've got a choir on Into the Light. You've got yeah. a string quartet. I mean, there's a lot of really unique sounds on this. That's right. Which yeah. leads me into the song we are going to be closing with today called Troubled Road. Let's talk yeah. about that song a little bit. Well, Troubled Road, again, was a co-write with Rob Talby here in New York and uh, Mark, uh, Mark Bonofsky down in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And this is a, another side product of the Internet that we could have these songwriting sessions uh, online and um, it's really uh, it, it's not biographical at all. I, you know, I wasn't brought up in America, but it's about a kid who who just um, stays on the wrong side of the tracks and gets in trouble, and then through through finding the love of his life, uh, straightens up and becomes a good guy. And I have to tip my hat here to Warren Haynes, who played the the lead solo. He played guitar on it. That's what I was going to tell I'm, you. It's got from, an. Am- from, yeah, from government. Yeah, it's Hill. got a real bad really good. sound to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, a lot of people have said that, Holly. That it's a bad company really? record, yeah. and and if ever we do another album, I would certainly put that forward. But Warren Hayes plays the uh, the hell out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, with that, well, we're going to uh, be able to we're going to be able to hear that. Yeah, and uh, if you miss the show, it'll be on iTunes, on demand, and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio afterwards. And, uh, um, you know, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here today, and I'm a huge fan, as always. Thank you very much um, for I, having me. Yeah. and We love you, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, I, I, uh, thank you, Holly. Thank you, Spencer. And um, I will be uh, Yeah, making... maybe I'll see you in L.A. Yeah, well, let me know. I'll take care of you. We'll right. get you tickets and passes, and that'd be wonderful. That'd be cool. Oh, that'd be great. I love that. All Did right. we have anything else run. we wanted to cover? Did we have anything else we wanted to cover? I, th- I think we're there we with Simon. Simon. I think we covered his life. I love it. Uh, yeah, my blood <laughs> type is A, A negative. So um, I think now we have covered just ah. about everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. But, Have a beautiful day. Hey, by the way, Simon is a very, he's a, as a guy, he's a very good-looking guy. He looks young. Yeah. He looks energetic. Yeah. He's a great singer. Uh-huh. My God, yeah. everybody would love what he has. Uh-huh. Thank <laughs> you <Yeah>. very much. <laughs> well, all thank right. you, I Simon, for being here. Okay, go. Thank I'll you, speak Holly. to you. We'll all speak to you later. Yeah, and I hope we'll see you in L.A., Holly. Thank you very much, Spencer. Oh, You're very welcome. You down the road. Much Pleasure. love to you. Godspeed. Okay. The best. Thank you. Bye bye. Say hello to Maria from us. I will. Yeah. I will. Okay. Tell her thank you for sending everything over. Thank yes, you. I will. I'll thank yeah, you. Definitely, All definitely. Right. All right. And we'll Bye-bye. be ending the Bye. show in two seconds, and we'll hear Trouble Road. Anyway, Spence, I wanted to thank you so much for being here on the show, too. And uh, we want to make sure everybody tunes in Friday. Who are we having on on Friday again? Uh, Brian Ashley Jones, who. Um, Okay. He's a great Nashville singer, plays with a lot of great musicians, and also, talking about Nashville, we, here we go, Nashville on Friday. <laughs> yeah. Right? Naughty, so, uh, Nashville. Nashville. Naughty Nashville. Nashville. And I'm designing for uh, Nashville artists right now with Judith, so we're all Nashvilleites, you know, it's like... <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. Isn't that great? We'll have, we'll have a, uh, a great show on Friday, so make Friday sure you great. tune in Friday. And, again, um, we want to let everyone know that if you did miss the show, you can listen to it afterwards. It'll be on iTunes probably within an hour after me. 
uploading it and everything. I got a lot to do when we end the show because I have to get it into the studio and, and edit it and stuff like that. So we want to thank everyone for being here and tuning in. And with that, we are going to end the show with a song called Troubled Road that Simon said uh, the guy blows away on the lead guitar on this. And uh, he's going to probably maybe talk to the bad company guys about this. So thanks, yeah. Spence, for being here. And thank you, Dolly. That, I'll, I'll call you later. Troubled Road. Yeah, I'll call you afterwards. I need to talk. Good. Good. Here you guys go. And bye, Alex, if you're listening. I love you my daughter i'm saying goodbye to her all right <laughs> yeah my Rock daughter and roll. okay all right here you guys go good for all my life i've been kicked around so i learned how to fight and to stand my ground i was just 18 when I went too far, the man I hit in a fight nearly died in that bar. So I headed on south till I reached El Paso. Everywhere I went, people were giving me hassle. Nothing but towns in my rearview mirror. I had to keep moving on. Trouble road, I gotta let it go. Get off that damn highway. I was bad and rude. She was lighting a candle when I first saw you. You lifted up this fallen man and led into grace with the touch of your hand. Now the devil's been involved in all that I've done, but he's no match for the power of love. And since that day, I fell to my knees. I never stood so tall. Trouble road, I gotta let it. Get off that damn highway before it fills my soul. I grew up mean and hungry on the back side of the tracks, and I never go in vain to trouble roads.